There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we pray now that you'd have your way in this experience. Move by your spirit. Have your way. We take authority over this atmosphere. We rebuke anything that's contrary to the flow of this word. We rebuke anything that's contrary to your love that's in this place. Your word declares, Father, that love, faith works by love, which means when love is in the atmosphere, faith works faster. So we declare that we receive your love, and we declare there's love on our road. What does that mean? That we want to see the people around this do well. We want to see them excel. We want to see you make all things new in their life. We declare, Father, that we have authority over this atmosphere and that miracle signs and wonders, you're free to roam here. Liberty, you're free to be here. We declare that today you're going to shake us, you're going to stretch us, you're going to build this, download what needs to be downloaded, take out what needs to be taken out. Give us the bread of life. Come on, 1115, can I get a few of y'all praying? Give us the bread of life that's going to uh, cause us not just to breathe, but to live. On the count of three, I need everybody to say, I'm living this year. One, two, three. I'm living this year. On the count of three, say it. One, two, three. I'm living this year. We thank you for having your way today. In Jesus' name, everybody clap your hands and tell God thank you. So listen, we are in week three of our series, All Things New, and I want to introduce this scripture to you, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. For the last few weeks, we've been looking at Joshua, and today we're going to make a pivot. Somebody say, let's pivot. The Bible says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, watch me, he is a new creation. Here's what I love about God, is that God, watch this, is always making us new. 
normally through the normal natural cycle of life, each day you're getting older, not with God, you're getting newer. Let me see if I can say it again. In the natural cycle, each day, it seems like things may deteriorate, but not with God. With God, each day, things appreciate. I need you to know, watch this. Your Tuesday version is going to be better than your Monday version, and your Monday version is going to be better than your Sunday version. What are you saying to me, Bishop? Is that when you're in Jesus, he's always trying to make you a newer, better version of yourself, which means you're not who you used to be anymore. He has made you new. Can you release that shake? Say, I'm new. He says he is a new, watch this, creation. Which means, watch this, everything about you is new. Everything about your senses is new. Can we tell the truth that you may not be where you want to be, but we can thank God that we're not where we used to be. Why? He's been making me new. See, last year, had you been dealing with the same stuff, you would have cussed four or five people out. Let's talk. But this year he made you new. And rather than getting stressed out and cussing folk out, you started to pray. I wish you would sit next to somebody that could tell the truth that you are new. Somebody shout, I'm new. I'm new. I don't see things the same. I don't talk the same. I don't walk the same. And watch me. It ain't perfect, but it's new. Let's go. It is, it's not perfect, but it's new. It's not all the way there, but it's not where it used to be. He is a new creation, which means Christianity is not just slapping Jesus on top of your old junk. Christianity is not just putting a new master over the old mess. Christianity is not just wearing a harvest t-shirt over the same old bad heart. Watch this. Say a new creation. Which means people, watch this. Here's how you know you're really changing and he's making things new. People look at you and say, you're not the same. And the people that are looking at you saying you're not the same are the people that were with you when you were the old you. And even they can see that there's something new about you. And I need you, watch me, stop trying to dumb down your new you to make old people feel good about you. What do you mean by that? When they say, you know what, you don't, you don't come to the same places we used to go. You know why? Because I discovered there's no value in going to those places. Y'all ain't saying that to me. We don't talk about the same stuff we used to talk about because I discovered those conversations weren't about nothing, weren't hidden on nothing, weren't going anywhere. Our God has made me new. I am a new creation. And watch this. The old has what? Passed away. What does that mean? It's died. Somebody say, it's dead. The depressed you died. The discouraged you died. The insecure you died. The you, watch me, watch this. There's such a freedom you get when the old begins to pass away that when you used to get mad that folk wouldn't do you right, now you're like, oh, baby, that's on them. That ain't got nothing to do with me. They're going to wish they didn't act funky with me like that. They're going to wish they didn't have no little attitude with me like that. But I ain't even phased by it. Just your neighbor said, don't be phased by it. He says, the old has passed away. And look at me, you need a permit in the natural to dig up dead stuff. And the issue many Christians have is that you're trying to live with all things new with the same old you. You keep trying to revive who you used to be because watch this, because that's who the people around you got used to talking to. That's who your family's used to. They're not used to the you that prays. They're used to the you that got prayed on. Shut up. Come on now. They're not used to the you that gives faithfully to God. They're used to the you that was scamming and scheming every tax season. You ain't going to say nothing to me. Touch your neighbor. Say, I'm brand new. Say, and I don't want to go back. The old has passed away. What parts of it? All of it. 
See, what I love about the Bible is the Bible refers to Jesus as the last Adam. Now, not the second Adam, because the second would imply there's a third, fourth, fifth. He's the last Adam because the first Adam in the garden, he gave up everything God gave him because he did not appreciate, watch this, his position or his access. He didn't appreciate the fact that he had direct access to God, and he did not appreciate the fact that his position was the original son of God. He was in the Hebrew teshalim. He was in the image and in the likeness of God himself, so much so that when he spoke, the angels did not know the difference between Adam speaking and God speaking. He said, you are my son. Psalm 8, I have made you a little lower than me, not the angels. That's what they changed it into because they could not fathom the concept that we watch this were made in the image and likeness of God. Can I tell you, you sit next to somebody that ain't jump chains. You sit next to somebody that ain't trash. You sit next to somebody that ain't jump. You are sitting next to the very image and the very likeness of God. Would you slap somebody a high five and say you don't have a clue who you sit next to? So watch this. Adam, because he didn't appreciate his access nor his position, one of the things I learned about God is when you don't appreciate it, he'll give it to somebody else that will. I hope don't nobody else get your seat because you didn't appreciate it. I hope nobody else is walking in your new because you didn't want it. So what does he do? So he says, okay, Adam, since you couldn't handle this, watch this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to step in the body and I'm going to become you. So I'm going to be the last Adam. I am going to literally become you and do what you should have done. Watch this, which is walk with authority. So I'm going to do what you should have done so that if the people receive me, they get to live as if they live like me. What does that mean? Which means I'm going to give them the opportunity to consistently become new. Watch this. And I'm not going to hold their past against them. Let's talk. I'm not going to hold their failures against them. I'm not going to hold their mistakes against them. Let's talk. I'm not going to hold their thoughts against them. Because for some of y'all, watch this. It ain't what you do. It's what you think that's your issue. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Watch me. I'm not going to hold your facial expressions against you. Say all things new. He says, the old has passed away, and all, put the verse up, please. The old has passed away. Behold, what does behold mean? Look over here. In other words, he says, you're looking at the wrong thing. Behold, say behold. behold. The new has already come. Now, wait a minute. If the new's already come, what's our difficulty? Our difficulty is that we're often looking for the new on the outside. Now, realizing God always starts on the inside. God always starts on the underground before he brings it above ground. God always works in the dark before he brings it to light. Come on here. That, that's why the scripture says, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Check it out. Watch this. Well, what's amazing about that scripture is this. Watch this. When it's dark outside, it technically becomes a new day. You missed it. Let me talk to y'all because they ain't said nothing. Listen, when the day changes, it's still dark outside, which means I cannot judge new based on what it looks like around me. I got to judge new based on the word that's on the inside of me. Some of y'all are saying nothing's new. That's because you're not looking at it right. Touch your neighbor and say, behold, behold, behold. It's already changing. That's the tension you feel. That's the reason why you wake up in the middle of the night and start praying. You ain't never done that before. That's the reason why things are different for you. Why? The new has already come. Somebody say it's already here. Oh, let me just get prophetic for a moment. Would y'all loose me up so I can get prophetic? I said, would y'all loose me up so I can get prophetic? Watch this. Your new opportunity has already come. Your new doors being opened have already come. Your new favor has already come. Somebody say, it's already come. Part of the old that's passed away 
and is passing away. Now, this is significant because it's a process with God, not an event. We are used to events. Say events. So we, we like events. God, what I discovered about God is that God likes processes. Because processes produce the proper product. See, without the right process, you're not going to produce the proper product. See, listen, you can't just look at the box of cake and not read the instructions and say, well, I know what I'm doing. And all you did was put some water in there and tell about why my cake ain't good. Boo, your cake is going to taste like mess. It's going to taste like mess because you didn't follow the process. Because you were used to the last event. Let's talk. You were used to the last event and you didn't see everything that went into it to make it what it is. So God, when he's making us new, there's a process that he makes us new, and it's continual. Say it's continual. It's perpetual. Say it's perpetual. Which means, watch this. Guess what? There's never a day where he stops making you new. Which means, watch this. For some of you, he will make you dissatisfied with you so that you will fight to become new. Let me talk to the people in the building where there's some days you look at you and you're like, yeah. Okay, all y'all gonna lie in here like that? Who can be real in here? But there's some days you look at yourself and you're like, you need to get your stuff together. You need to get, this ain't acceptable. This isn't tolerable. This ain't gonna work in your new year and your new decade. Shout all things new. But it's a process. And part of the things that's passing away and has passed away and continues to pass away is your old character. Ooh. See, character are the mental and moral qualities that are distinctive to an individual. See, reputation is who people think you are. Character is who you really are. Your rep could be good, but your character be bad. Your rep could be bad, but your character be good. So God's not into looking at reputation. God is at looking at character. That's why, watch this, if we were to look at Saul and David, Saul had a good reputation, but he had bad character. See, Saul's character was that he didn't listen. And when he got promoted, he didn't know how to handle promotion. Can I tell you the real test of a man? The real test of a man or a woman's character is to give them something they didn't have and see how they act next. The real test of a man or woman's character, people say, if I just had more money, all money is going to do is reveal what you are. So if you was a sloppy, jealous somebody down here, you're going to be a sloppy, jealous somebody up here. But I wish you knew you were sitting next to somebody that says, God, I'm not asking you for cash, cars, and clothes in 2020. I'm saying give me better character. Come on. Because if my character's right, I'll be able to conquer anything. There'll be nothing that's impossible for me. Let's talk for a moment. If we look at David, David's character was together. And because David's character was together, uh, God allowed him to conquer things that he didn't allow other people to conquer. Now, let's tell the truth. David wasn't perfect, but his character was right. What do you mean? David was a womanizer. David was a liar. David was a cheat. David was a heartbreaker. David was a deceiver. But David knew how to do one thing well. Every time David would mess up, David would say, wait a minute, God against you and against you only have I sinned. What does that mean? David knew how to fix up what he broke down. David knew how to fix up what he tore up. And for some of you, your issue with your character is you're too arrogant to admit it's broke. You're too prideful to admit something's wrong with it in the first place. But I dare you to lay your hands on yourself, say my character's becoming new. See, character isn't perfection. Character means I'm going to fix it if I tore it up. 
Character doesn't mean I'm going to do everything right all the time. Character means the moment I see I was wrong, I don't wait to get called in the office. I tell on myself. Character says the moment I realize it might look like I didn't do something right. Let me go on and have a conversation because I don't have any time to waste because what's distinctive about me is my character is new. My character is good. Check your neighbor. Watch this. Look at their face. If they, if they face looking all stank, their character back stank too. Ooh, some of y'all just caught some stank. But that's all right. There's a Febreze anointing in the room. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Touch somebody next to you and say, your character's got to become new. Uh-uh, I don't like how they responded. Because watch this. When you were talking about favor earlier, they shouted afterwards. Let's see if you can shout not about stuff, but about a better self. Let's go. Touch somebody else. Touch somebody else. Say, your character's becoming new. Because it don't matter, watch me. It don't matter if you got a lot of money, but you're still out of your mind. It don't matter if you got a nice house, but you're still crazy. It don't matter if you got a new relationship and you're going to tear this one up too. It don't matter if your character ain't new. Everybody lift your hands and worship God for new character for five seconds. Go. Five. Just worship. Go. Four. Come on, in this building and online. Three. New character. New character. Two. One, say yes, Lord. So listen, the process of God making our character new is found here in Romans chapter 5, verse number 3. Remember, it's not an event. It's a process. You ready? Say process. God's like, I'm going to get you to stop lying. I'm going to get you to stop cutting corners. Because the corner you cut was yours. I'm going to get you to be trustworthy. I'm going to get you to be consistent to the right things. I'm going to get you to be honest this year. I'm going to get you to stop acting like you're a victim. You only do that so you have a story to tell people. I'm going to get you to stop wanting attention because you get more attention when you're broken. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Say he's making my character new. He said, I'm going to get you to stop falling out with folk. So look, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. So let's deal with this. Rejoice means to have joy over and over and over again. Say rejoice. rejoice. Now, what's significant about <clears throat> rejoice, that means rejoice. He says, I need you to get used to having joy. So whatever I'm about to say means it's going to happen repeatedly. So then what does he say? And I what? Sufferings. So he says, I need you to rejoice because sufferings are going to continue. Stop. Let's make sure we properly define suffering because suffering has been misarticulated. Uh, 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 mis and it's been incorrectly defined by much of what is called Christianity in America. Are you here? Sufferings, watch this, sufferings from a biblical standpoint is a Greek word that has two distinct definitions. The first, it means the rubbing together of two options. Character is only seen when there's options. The real thing that's distinctive about you is only seen if there's options. See, if there's no options, you don't know what your character really is. 
See, people say, you know what, I just, I did that. Baby, you didn't have another option. So it's not that your character was good, you didn't have another option to play. There were no more cards in your deck, so you played what you had. Real characters discover when I could go to the right or I could go to the left, it's going to reveal what's in me. Song says, we got options. <laughs> but I decided that all I wanted, y'all don't know that song, okay. Say options. See, character is found when two options conflict. See, one option says fight. The other option says flight. One option says be faithful. The other option says philander. <laughs> one option says do right. The other option says do wrong. One option says stay planted. The, the other option says you grown. One option says tell the truth. The other option says they wouldn't know if I was lying. One option says show her the DM. The other option say she won't know. Y'all silence is making me stay here. If you would talk to me, I'd know you got it and I could move on. One option says, God sees me, so I better do right. The other option says, man didn't see me. And God knows my heart. So because God knows your heart, do you use that as a justification to do wrong? Touch your name and say, what are your options? For many of you, God has set many options in front of you. Watch this, to see what your character is. Because what you really want is on the other side of new character. Mm. What you really want is on the other side of doing right even when wrong is easy. The second definition of suffering is tribulation. Tribulation is when you cope with internal pressure that causes the feeling of restriction. So tribulation is what's happening internally. Because watch this. Whenever you've got conflicting options internally, now you lose sleep. Your energy is depleted. Can we talk? Some lose weight, some gain weight, some eat a whole lot, some don't eat nothing, some call everybody, some turn into a recluse and call nobody. See, tribulation means, how am I coping with this internal pressure? Touch the neighbor say, you're coping right this year. I rebuke you running to substances to cope this year. Come on. I rebuke you running to the wrong people to cope this year. I rebuke you running after the wrong environments to cope this year. Somebody say, I'm coping right this year. Because a lot of your storms are self-created. You create a storm because you're trying to cope. You create a storm because you're trying to cope and what you ran to to cope with created a problem and now you got to go fix. And here's the thing, it's a distraction from the real problem. So now you're over here fiddling with this here, but this ain't what the real issue is. The real issue still over here. Watch this, I don't know who this is for. I rebuke, watch this, your denial. Lay your hands on yourself, say, I won't live in denial this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. So suffering, I got conflict going on. I got options, and these options are about to reveal my character. Do I finish it, or do I not finish it? Because I know they're not going to see it until Monday. 
I see it through or do I let their sloppy justify my sloppy? Which means I was never a person of excellence. I was only a person of projection. This man is talking in here. Say, Lord, make my character new. Yeah, I declare that you have character of excellence. You have character of honesty. You have character of efficiency. That's where you lift your hands when I declare things over you. I declare that your character this year is on point. Let's talk. Your character this year is on 10. That you would excel and you would do right. Even if wrong is easy, say yes, Lord. So let's move. So not only that, we rejoice in sufferings, knowing that suffering produces what? Endurance. So once I, watch this, there are certain things I have to outlast. Sometimes you have to outlast a bad choice. Wow. Sometimes you have to outlast a bad choice. Wow. Sometimes you have to outlast a bad choice, and God will keep putting that bad choice in front of you and say, what they going to do? If you pick up that phone, I will throw this microphone at you. I'm not literally talking to anybody. It's part of the discussion. Because God is like, I literally put that option in front of you just to see if, watch this, you came out of Egypt, but Egypt was still in you. You better put, put the phone down. So watch this. There are certain things you have to outlast, and God will let it keep happening until he knows that it's not in you to make that bad choice anymore. The only way he knows is to set it in front of you. Deuteronomy 30, 19. This day I set before you death and life. I set before you the blessing and the curse. He says, the only way I know you're going to choose right is to give you options. And your choices reveal your character. Say, my choices reveal my character. So let's go back to Romans. Let's go back to Romans 5 and let's look at verse uh, 3. He says, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Somebody say, I have to outlast bad choices. Look at me. Some of you, your impatience makes you make bad choices. Well, I got to have an answer by the 15th. Says who? You put, watch this. Ooh, I'm coming. Oh, I just heard that, Lord. Some of you have got this clock that you live by, which is other people's lives. And now you use that clock for your life to try to judge what you should have done by now. Now realizing you are not your neighbor, so your neighbor's journey ain't going to be the same as yours. I know they did it in their 20s, but maybe that ain't your story. Maybe your story is going to be that you do it in your 30s. Maybe your story is going to be that you get it done in your 40s. I rebuke your clock. Bishop, I got to get married so I can have some kids. That's your problem. That's why you keep picking Ike because you do not know how to be patient. Touch somebody on your road. Say, be patient, please. That's why you keep making bad investments. You're impetuous. You are impatient. You don't study it through. You don't see it through. But this is going to be the year your character is flawless. This is going to be the year your... I have to outlast bad decisions. I have to outlast bad decisions. You got to be like the Energizer Bunny. I keep going and going and going and going. Since all things are new, the pace got to move faster. 
Touch your neighbor and say, it's going to happen fast this year. I just got to outlast my bad decisions. If it ain't a good one on the table, it ain't time to decide. If it ain't a God one on the table, it's not time to decide. Ooh, that's good. Verse 4, and endurance produces what? Character. Why does endurance produce character? Because can you outlast the internal pressure to make a decision that's not God? See, God and good, watch this, are two different things when it comes to decisions. See, it's good to be good to, 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 to everybody. But it's not God to, watch this, to be excessively good to those who use your good. And you know it. I just said a whole lot there. Let me, let me clean that up because some of y'all are like, wait a minute. If you study your Bible, you will see that Jesus didn't heal every person he came in contact with. If you look at your Bible, you will see that every time there was a need, God did not always step in to fix the need simply because somebody was emotional about it. What's the principle here? Is that everything that was in front of him wasn't his assignment. And sometimes you say yes to too much that has nothing to do with the what you're supposed to do. Okay, that's too much. All right, let's move. And endurance produces character, and character produces what? Hope. So your hope is tied to your character. So no wonder so many people lose hope because their character is not good. See, because you're not consistent, you lose hope because you think that your circumstances will match your character. When you, watch this, when you are not consistent or faithful in the right things, you will think God's that way. Come on, let's tell the truth, y'all. Let's tell the truth. If you, watch this. If you're super emotional, you think God is that way. So your image of God is some man sitting and on the throne crying because you ain't doing right. <laughs> I don't know why she ain't going to do right. I don't know why God is like, that is not me. Don't make me into you. And endurance produces character and character produces what? Hope. Go to verse 5. And hope does not put us to shame. Check this out. Which means if there's shame and guilt and condemnation, those are only there because I have no hope. And I have no hope because I have no character. I have no character because I don't endure. And I don't endure because when I suffer, I make bad choices. But your neighbor is the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. Make this declaration. Say great choices this year. Say godly choices this year. So let me show you this in action, and then we're out of here. In Daniel chapter 3, in Daniel chapter 3, there is a king named Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar's name actually means protect my child. What I love about it is he was an enemy to God's people, but even with him being an enemy to God's people, God still named him something that would protect his people. Stop. What does that mean? That even what's against you, your God is so incredible, he uses it for you. God sits up and plays chess with himself. So he'll make a move on one side, then get on the other side, make another move, get on the other side, make another move, and sit back and say, I set you up to win. All you got to do is walk it out. Somebody say, he set me up to win this year. Say, I just have to walk it out. Let me check the room. How many people believe that you're going to see some great victories in 2020? Put a praise on it. Come on. And all I got to do is walk it out. Let's look. King Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar, he builds this gold statue. It kind of looks like those Oscar statues in terms of just so you can get a visual. He builds this gold statue of himself, but it was a full statue. Statue of himself. And he says, whenever the music plays. Where's my music? 
That sounds like Nebuchadnezzar's music. He was a little hood, y'all ain't seen him. All right. So they said, whenever the music plays, whenever the band plays, he says, fall down and worship the image I made. He says, if you don't, I'm going to put you in the fiery furnace. And he says, who is going to deliver you out of my hands? And guess what? Everybody in the nation did it, except three dudes. Tell somebody in way, say, I'm one of those three. And I know you're not a dude. Just come on, go with me. Shadrach, Meshach, and that be, uh, and Abednego. Abednego. Saints, let's have a let's have a biblical studies lesson. Cause some of y'all say Abednego. Mm -mm. That ain't what it is. Abednego. Let's try it together, everyone. Abednego. Come on, everybody. Abednego. Abednego. <laughs> right. Some of the saints be trying to testify. You sound like an episode of Medea, just saying stuff that ain't in the Bible. <laughs> These three said, aw, king. That's cute. Um, we're Hebrews. Y'all are Babylonians. Babylon means confused. Y'all are confused. Because you must think you're going to get us to bow down and worship you. Nah, I ain't going to be able to do that. Here's what I love. These were millennials. And there's a lot of talk in culture about millennials. And I need all of my millennial, okay, let me clarify, because some of y'all talking about I'm a 62-year-old millennial bishop. <laughs> There's another term that I ain't going to use in church. Rawr. There's another term. No. So a millennial is 18 to 35, right? That's a millennial, 18 to 35. Jesus was a millennial. These three boys were in that range. Got it? Here's what I need you to know, is that do not let your age ever justify bad character. Whether you're young, whether you're not as young, do not, listen, there's no excuse to ever have whack character. What is whack? Whack means unbecoming, not excellent character. Somebody said there's never an excuse for bad character. And here's what I hear a lot of people say, well, you know, it's a whole new generation. I don't care. The Bible ain't changed. It's a whole new generation. That ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Character is still required from everybody. So I want you to see that these were young people. Matter of fact, can I take it further? The 12 that Jesus picked to be the ruling apostles, who would later, according to Acts chapter 1, be bishops ruling over the others. Can I tell you, they were all from ages 13 to 21. Peter was the oldest because he was married. He was approximately 20 to 21. All of them were young millennial men, and they changed the world. So stop with all of this. I'm too young to live for God. Stop with all of this. I'm too old to live for God. You may be young, but you're ready. That's your neighbor say you're the right age. Say at the right time. Stop talking about let me go have my fun, then I'm going to live for God. You might not get to tomorrow. Today is the only day you got, and you got to maximize it. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, maximize your day. 
So they didn't let pop culture make them punks. Woo! They didn't let pop culture make them punk out and push back. They said, King, we know the band is playing. We know the DJ got the hottest stuff going. We understand all of that, but we ain't bound down to you because you didn't save us. You didn't heal us. You didn't deliver us. Your name is not God. So they said to him, oh, king, we have no need to answer you. I feel like preaching now. We have no need to answer you in this matter. So watch this. Suffering produces what? Endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. Suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. Come on. Suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. So they're being accused, and now that's revealing their suffering. What do you mean suffering? Because now they have two options. Do we allow the pressure the king's putting on us to make us not stand for God? And let me be clear, because there's a lot of confusion about what it means to take a stand for God. You're not taking a stand for God just because you participate in anti-this and anti-that marches and rallies. Jesus was known for what he was for. The only thing he was against was religious people that were putting burdens on people that they couldn't keep themselves. So stop thinking you all that because you anti-this and you sign anti-that. No, 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 no. You better learn how to get pro-people and pro-Jesus. Oh, because Jesus is the only one that's got the power to change anybody. I wish you touched somebody on the shoulder next to you. Say, just love people and mind your business. You sitting there trying to be the moral police. Your children ain't saved. I need you to get your house right before you trying to get everybody else's house together. All right, watch me. Let's go. Watch. So here's the suffering because they, they got options now. Because the king is like, so, so they got haters. And these haters t tell them. And then, watch this, they tell the king. Now here's what's amazing. They skipped all these levels of governmental authority. Because why are you reporting this to the king? This was something that a satrap could have dealt with. A governor could have dealt with. Which means, watch this. God is so good, he's going to use their accusation to put you in front of an audience of somebody with power. They tell the king, and watch this, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, here's what I love about it, they answered as one, even though there was three of them. And this year, you're going to have, watch this, so much support in your circle that when one of y'all speak, all of y'all speak. Harvest, we're going to be such an army in Denver, in Atlanta, online, that when one of us speaks, all of us speak. And if you start something with one of us, man, you just started something with all of us. You don't want none. He says, we have no need to answer you, king, in this matter. Here's the next verse. It says this. Here's endurance. So suffering produces what? Endurance. Here's endurance. If this be so, so they're lasting. Because the pressure's there. Because they can see that fiery furnace. It's literally within the king's, within in view of the king's uh, uh, court. They can see it. So watch this. Here's what they know. They know it's being prepared for us. But my character is such that we are going to endure. Look at me. Even if it hurts. See, that's the real test of character. Can you endure when quitting is easier? Huh? Can't, you said you were committed. Where your commitment at? You said God sent you, so but He unsends you now. Huh? No, y'all, because y'all gotta stop playing these little Christian games where y'all put stuff on God and God like I didn't say that. And then when you don't like it no more, then He say something new. He is not a gossip like that. He don't lie like that. 
Huh? Huh? Look at the verse. He says, here's endurance. The God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. So they're enduring. They're like, look, man, it's going to get out of here. So they were like, look, our God, come on, Jesus. He's able. Somebody shout, he's able. He's able. I like y'all. Come on here. He's able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And King, watch this. Here's, here's character. And he will deliver us out of your hand. Watch it. Suffering produces endurance. If this be so, endurance. They're saying we're going to last. Our God whom we save is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. They were like, we're not changing what we said. You heard me the first time. What would happen in your life if the devil knew, watch this, what you said the first time is what it still is. Come on. You, watch this, are going to be so committed to the right things this year that even when the devil tries to throw something at you, you'll be like, hey, didn't you hear me the first time? I said what I said. Touch your neighbor and say, he heard you the first time. Depression is going to be like, listen, I, you heard what I said to you the first time. Don't come around here. People with their mess. Go on now. Don't come around here. You heard me the first time. Why? Because my character is like a tree planted by the rivers and I shall not be moved. That's character. Character doesn't change when it's convenient. Character doesn't, watch this, become disloyal out of convenience. See, if you can become disloyal, you were never loyal. That was never your character. That was your prop. That wasn't your character. You were being a character. Pretending. Movies, TV. He's able to deliver us out of your hand, okay? So here's hope. So suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. Look at their hope. He'll just deliver us out of your hand, okay? That's hope. Because literally, it's a hot oven right there. And the king was very clear. And Nebuchadnezzar was already known to be a little extra. Which means, watch this, there's certain things you're going to face this year. Ooh. That, watch this. That has already defeated many others because the pressure made their character break. But I don't know who I'm talking to. There's some stuff you're going to defeat in your bloodline this year where your character is... Your character's going to carry you through. Say, my character's carrying me. All right, let me finish this. Give me two minutes. Let me finish this. Here it is. Watch this. Verse 18. But if not, we just want you to know, O king, notice they stayed honorable. Because see, real character honors everywhere. We all didn't like that down. Not just what you like. O king, that we are not serving your gods, nor are we worshiping the golden image you have set up. So imagine the internal pressure, because I bet you one of them was thinking like, shut up. Because it don't say which one said each line, we. So, so they are united front, but let's tell the truth. You ever been a united front with somebody, but in your head, you're thinking, if you don't shut up. 
Say one more word. Say one more word. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying that. Check this out. Y'all ready to close this thing with me? Here it is, Daniel 3.22. We're going to skip a few verses. So they get thrown into the fiery furnace. And the king's order was so urgent, and the furnace was overheated, that the flame of the fire killed the men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Stop. That would have been a great time to say, wait a minute, king. Play the music. And try to justify, watch this, a partial bad decision. Because I didn't get on my knee to bow. I just bowed like this. Woo! I rebuke your partial obedience because it's whole disobedience. Touch your neighbor say, no partial obedience to God this year. He says, he says, this would have been a good time to take the option. This would have been a good time for my football lovers. This would have been a good time to win that QB sneak. Uh-oh, we ain't running about. Give it to me. Let's go. <laughs> I'm trying to say, watch me, because I'm trying to save our lives. Watch how deep character gets. Because it doesn't make sense to go into a furnace over bowing. Can I just, here it is, can I just ask for forgiveness later? Can I just do wrong and ask for forgiveness later? And God says, that's why you're always delayed. You never get anywhere when you're supposed to get there because you always negotiate. Please lay your hands and stuff. Say, don't negotiate with God this year. I says, because somebody on your row, watch this, what the last decade withheld from them, they're going to collect it in the first quarter this year. You better hear me. All right, let me move. So it kills these other guys. So that's a good time to take the option. But watch their character. Suffering produces... Endurance. Endurance produces character. Watch. Watch this. They didn't do wrong because they saw these guys die. Like that would have been the time to like, it ain't worth it. And God says, do you love me or do you use me? Because if you love me, even if the cost is your life, you should have no problem giving it to me. And here's the deal. I don't want, watch this. He never actually wants that. He just wants to know that you won't hold it back. He says, he says, Abraham, sacrifice your only son. My only, the one I prayed for, yep, go kill him. Killed him today. Kill him today, take him up the mountain and kill him. I just want to know, do you love him more than you love me? Because if you do, the promised land ain't going to be for you nor your descendants. I'll give it to somebody else that loves me more. Can I get you to lift both of your hands and say, God, I love you more. Say more than anything. All right, here it is. Let's finish. Verse 25, then he answered and said, now, now there's, I skipped a few verses, just don't go back there, leave it right here. In the verses that, that are in between 22 and 25, um, the king says, hey, somebody about to get fired today. Didn't we put three men in there? Oh, yes, king, oh, yes, we put three in there. And tell me why I see four men Walking around, watch me, unbound. They were tied up, 
and fell into the fire. But now they're walking around unbound, which means, watch this, the fire actually gave them freedom. Shut up. The fire is what gave them freedom. And I need some of y'all to know you're about to have some freedom because of your fire. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Look, he says, he says they're unbound. And watch this, they're walking. Not on the side of the fire. They're walking right in the midst of it. Let me tell you how bad the person next to you is. And I don't mean bad in a bad way. I mean bad in a good way. Let me tell you how bad that person is. It's watch this. They didn't even realize, watch this, that they were walking in the midst of the fire and not getting burned. You've been right in the middle of it. And watch this. You were so focused on your future, you didn't let the fire dis destroy your vision. Watch. It says, walking in the midst of the fire. And he says, and here's the truth. And he says, here's the truth. And here's what's really, King Nebuchadnezzar, he really just went off right here. He's like, and these dudes, they're not even hurt. He says, what's ticking me off, off most is that what I tried to use to hurt them ain't working. For everybody in this building and everybody online, where you've had some stuff happen to you, watch this. Where, where, what was meant to hurt you didn't, it actually helped you. On a count of three, I want you to holler, it helped me. One, two, three. And what's, I can't say that word, what's ticking your enemies off the most is that even though they acting funky with you, you ain't even hurt. Even though they ain't doing right by you, you ain't even hurt. Even though they ain't doing what they supposed to do, you're not even hurt. Stop somebody, high five, say, it didn't hurt me. Say, it helped me. And the appearance of the fourth, I got to quit. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the God. Stop, Nebuchadnezzar. When have you seen the son of the God? Stop. Their character is producing something new. Look at me. New character. Produce, watch this, something new. It's real simple. It ain't deep. Ain't no Hebrew Greek. No one had ever seen this. Nebuchadnezzar is making a statement, but his statement is based off of no prior reference. Because when does he, when did, what does he know when the son of the gods look like? Which means when your character is right, God will make, watch this, other people see support that you don't even recognize you have. Look, verse 26. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near the door. In other words, he moved toward them. Say, my character... Is pulling influencers in. Nebuchadnezzar got off the throne because he could see the burning, uh, the fiery furnace. He gets off the throne. He walks towards them. I mean, he walks towards them. Watch this. He comes, comes to near to the door of the burning fiery furnace, and he declares, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, stop. He becomes a believer. He becomes a believer of the Most High God? Watch this. The way Nebuchadnezzar, the way their character stands up. And for some of you, watch this. You've been praying and inviting family members. And you've been praying and inviting friends to church and all that. What they're really looking for is to see if your character is the same in this building as it is out there. Their character got Nebuchadnezzar saved. Touch your neighbor and say, your character is going to get your enemy saved. Say, your character is going to make your enemy your friend. Sometimes your greatest testimony is just watch me do it. 
He says, the Nebuchadnezzar came near the door of the burning pine furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. Oh, I almost forgot. That's not their names. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are not their names. That's their Babylonian names. Because whenever you enslave the people, you change their names so you could change their identity. Through the process of biblical scholarship, we're able to deductively uh, uh, find the names of these individuals. So Shadrach's name, you ready? Shadrach's name means grace. So because they kept their character, God gave them grace. Grace is when God gives you something good you don't deserve. Meshach's name means provision. God says, if you keep your character right, I'm going to provide for you. So when you step up on something like, how is this going to happen? God's like, stop. I got it. Stop. Let me provide. For some of you this year, watch me. Right now, you can't see your provision. So it's got you thinking about doing underhanded things to get it. I rebuke your underhanded, slimy tactics that you got going on in your head because you figure this is the only way I can do it. If you'll keep your character right, God's going to make somebody walk up to you and write you the check. I wish there was some faith in this room. Say provisions coming to my house. Say it. If you own a business, say provisions coming to my business. And Abednego. Abednego's name means, and I'm done, Abednego's name means favor. So take this out. So their real names means grace, provision, favor. Grace, provision, favor. Say it with me. Grace, provision, favor. One more again. Grace, provision, favor. Look at what he says. Y'all come out. Come out here. Grace, provision, and favor came out of the fire. When your character is right, not perfect, what's going to come out the other end is going to be grace, provision. You're going to be so glad you didn't lie. You're going to be so glad you didn't do them wrong the way they did you. Come on, let's talk, y'all. You're going to be so glad. Can I get you to encourage somebody next to you, please? Matthew 18, 19, just touch them. Say, you're going to be so glad your character stayed right. Say, because grace, provision, and favor are about to flood your life. Yeah. That's a good place to shout. One, two, three, shout right there. Go. All right, let me finish. Let me finish. Verse 27. And the satraps, prefects, and governors, and the king's counselors gathered together. New characters gathers powerful people to you. See, they've seen talent, gift, skill. What they ain't seen is somebody that does right. They've seen talented people, but they've watched talented people be shooting stars. To every gifted and creative person and musical person and gifted and creative person, let me tell you what's going to make the difference for you. Not how good you can sing. We got lots of great singers. Not how good you can play. We got lots of good people can play. What's going to make the difference for you is your character. That you can be counted on, that you can be dependent upon. Y'all ain't going to talk to me right there. What's going to make the difference for you is not who you know. It's going to be who you are. And that's your character. I need you to just lay your hands on yourself. Say your character is new. Look, they're gathered to them. And they saw. So now, watch this. These powerful people that are gathered to them are watching them. Say, I'm being watched watched. by powerful people. 
And they saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of these men. In other words, their character made them untouchable, unstoppable, unbreakable. Let's go. It says, the hair of their heads was not singed, their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. So watch this. When it talks about, watch this, when it talks about their hair, watch this, that represents their appearance. Which means you're not going to look like what you've been through when your character's right. Then number two, watch this, their cloaks weren't harmed, meaning everything connected to you will not be harmed. Look at me. So many times you have to live from a survival mentality so that you're trying to survive so you don't care what you lose in the process. Watch this, 2020, say no unnecessary loss. Say it. Everybody in this building online, say no unnecessary loss this year. Here's verse 30, and we're getting ready to shout. You ready? Then the king. Now, remember this same king a few verses ago when the music started. You might never connect the music. This same king gets, watch this, believes in their God, calls them out of the fire, builds an audience for them of powerful people. And then, look at this verse, it's on the screen. Then he promotes Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Grace, provision, and favor. He promotes them. Look at me. So now they are ruling over what a few minutes ago they were under. I don't know who this is for. I need you to put both of your hands out like this. And then reverse them. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Y'all are playing with it, and, and I need you not to play with it. Watch this, because for some of you, that's what this week is going to be for you. If you don't believe it, don't do nothing. Just sit there and look like a bum on the lawn. But if you believe there's some stuff that was over you, you about to rule over. Just, uh. He makes me the head, not the tail. Above and not beneath. Just do it. Somebody say, it's reversing. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. 
great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.